Welcome back to Self-Revelations. It's your boy, B-Dab. And I am Juan Moreno. Juan Avelli. It's been a crazy week, huh? Crazy weekend. It definitely uh, has I been. I came up and surprised me in Santana Road. That was live, bro. That was so fun. I was so surprised when you guys pulled up. I was like, I was so confused. Because it was like the the last like like little, like last gift. Mm-hmm. And I was like, what the hell? So I'm going downstairs. And <laughs> I have the blindfold on. And I knew something was weird because you kept telling me, like, bro, I'm going to see you soon. I'm going to see you soon. I was like, what the hell? So my lady takes me downstairs. And ooh, we go <laughs> go around the corner to the, the second room. And she takes it off. And I see y'all. I'm like, oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and you've been, you been keeping that for me for hella long, too. I already know. Because I was like, I was like he's been saying that for a good two weeks. It felt like a couple. It was like a couple months. I forgot what game it was. Like where where uh, your lady told us like when oh. um, the surprise the surprise was gonna be some of the itinerary what you guys were gonna do, mm. and then to like then us the first time us meeting her too to mm-hmm. then like involve us in because she felt that like we, we we are like very important to you. So that that meant a lot. Like her even saying that and identifying that, and then to invite us in, bro. When you guys were coming, when you were coming down the stairs, I thought you were gonna fall. I was like, damn, he better not fall. <laughs> he better not fall. But it was so fun. I never been out there too, and yeah. it, where we stayed at too was super nice, bro. I was like, what the hell? It's crazy. It's I was money. like, I was like looking up and down. You know, when we were walking up and down uh, Santana Road, that mm-hmm. the, the street, and we were looking around. I'm like, bro, this is crazy. They really live like this every day. Mm-hmm. Like those are those are apartments, bro. Those wasn't those wasn't just like like it wasn't like a hotel or nothing. Those mm-hmm. were like apartments. So they were there, there. We were just in the Airbnb. Yeah. But nah, it was it's it's nice out there. I'm glad y'all pulled up though. That was fun. Yeah, it that was, was super fun. fun, definitely. Oh me. But how's everything else with you? Good, man. Just uh focusing on ho- honing in on uh my leadership, mm-hmm. like you know, just trying to make more of an impact, especially um within an environment of people that maybe have stopped learning. That's one thing I start to see, like. Even in my last job, there was somebody there, and, and I was sh- I was showing her, like, oh, hey, here are some power phrases that I've been learning. So, like, communication skills. Like, I, I kind of go on YouTube or Google and try to see different ways how to articulate myself to get the best outcome and to not trigger somebody emotionally and trying to get my point across but then get the job done. It's kind of like, um, let's say I'm trying to deliver a new process, and that process um, – People don't like changes, especially if you, like let's say you know you meet somebody that's been working at a job for like ten years and doing the same thing for ten years, and now now new management comes in and you're gonna change the process, you're gonna get so much pushback, and that's the one thing I, I've seen within people. You know how they say the ones who survive adapt, and you easy, especially like in um in work environments, especially like the corporate world, when you like implement a new process, people are already pushing back instantly. This is going to take too long. This is too slow. And even though we're barely getting started in the process, like, of course, it's going to be slow. We're barely learning. Like, we don't know nothing fully yet and how to actually implement it. And so I'll learn phrases, like, just to try to – because the worst thing you want to do is, like, over-explain yourself. Like, you know, like or agree. Like, if somebody tells you, oh, this, this is going to take us long, and let's say you don't really feel like that way, but you want to have, like, sympathy for that person, you're like – Oh, yeah, I know. Like, I don't want to do it either. But, hey, it's the big boss wants us to do that. People do that like a survival thing because they're scared to make that person feel, you know, different from you or like you're not used to, you know, standing on your standing on your toes and actually, you know, <clears throat> believing in the new way of what we're going to do. 
So I'll learn things like a phrase of, they'll say, um, okay, example, we implement a new process. They say, this is going to take too long. It's too slow. All these excuses. I will then say, well, maybe that is, maybe that is true. Maybe that can happen, but we're still going to go through this new process anyways. We need to, and we're going to see if it works or not. But first we have to try it first. You can't just say that's not going to work if you haven't even tried it. And so like learning stuff like that, like, well, maybe that is key phrase will help me communicate and learn to articulate myself better, especially in a work environment where you have to be very like careful with your words, obviously, because they can use it against you. Mm-hmm. Now I've seen people use like words against like leadership and management. People have, you know, sued companies because they felt, uh, uh, you know, tr- uh, not treated fairly. So, like, you have to be very careful and strong with what you say. So, what you say, every word that comes out your mouth has to be, like, powerful and yet respectful and less um, problematic. So, and you see that in the work environment, too, is, like, people stop learning after they graduated high school or college. And people just are so used to, you know, the fear of failing. So, people won't speak up people won't learn relearn unlearn things because they felt oh, I already did all my learning in school mm-hmm. but that's not true you, you that one saying that um stuck with me when i was like 15 was uh the day you stop learning is the day you stop growing mm-hmm. and i believe that like wholeheartedly so i think um the moment that you just think you know everything or you're done with learning i think you diminish and a person like me is going to take your place because i'm still learning and i'm i don't think there's a deadline like, you, you don't just stop learning. That doesn't even make sense to me. But people actually have that. You know, people like a CEOs have that. Like, not every CEO, obviously, but a lot of CEOs, VPs, you know, hierarchy of <clears throat> management of companies and even supervisors to managers, um, they sometimes believe that they have already put in the time to learn. And so now they just use what they learn in school and apply it at the workplace and only learn about the process of work. But it's like, well, what about the people, though? Mm-hmm. Like, if you don't put power to the people, give them value, then they're going to give you a shitty return. So it's like, for me, like, I'm more of investing in into the people and, like, giving them power and value as a leader to then, you know, uplift them. And naturally, it'll uplift me just by focusing on, like, being a better version of myself and to give people value instead of focusing too much of a, number metric of like i need we need to get these numbers like nah if you you want to obviously do great but if you're just getting by with numbers barely staying afloat are you really creating an impact and i can't do things with no purpose and you see a lot of people at at work um have no purpose and no reason of what they're doing they just kind of trying to get by and i can't i'm not like that yeah Mm -hmm. thanks and is it a lot of conflict with you and maybe someone who who are is at that that stalemate to where they they don't want to learn they only want to learn about the processes of the of the workplace and like when they come run into you is there any conflict would you say or does it rub you the wrong way because you can see it right i could feel it and you see can it. Feel it yeah I, I i can't i can never say like specifically anybody i mean i know you're not asking that mm-hmm. but <clears throat> i think i see it everywhere the workplace, the place that I work, people in general, your family, you just see them like get in their own way, like their pride, their ego, the fact that they were good at, they thought they were good at this one thing. And then somebody else comes in and actually tests them and see like, Hey, how come you're still using paper? 
at this time when we're all electronic. So it's kind of like, and then that person might build resentment of like, this person's trying to take my job. Like that's like a real thing. Like people are so, it's kind of like, you know, uh, sports, you know, the next man up, you know, the best ability is availability. So, and obviously within a work environment too, it's like, you know, if you're slacking and there's somebody else that's, you know, you look at somebody that's a smaller level, but that person's continuously learning and building their relationships and has no ego, no pride. When that person gets involved with the person that has pride and ego, you see it. Like I see it all the time because I don't have, I, I guess not true. I try to be as logical as possible and me being logical and taking all the emotions and not letting somebody's energy uh, not get towards me. I see the look in their face of like, you know, anger, jealousy, the words that they say, the way they move. Like, I could just tell like they're disgruntled and they're upset and they feel like everybody's attacking them. But um, the one thing I see, you know, when somebody's um, in their own way, when they're always pointing the finger, like, oh, it's this department, it's this person, it's that person, it's this process. But it's like, oh, yeah, I see that you like to point at everything else. But what about you? Like, what do you think you can do? And that's when they get stuck. And it's like, okay, so you just, you know, blaming, you're blaming your, like, um, you're blaming uh, your weaknesses or whatever you want to call it, um, according to um, everybody else's, uh, like, it's like kind of playing like victim. Mm -hmm. Like, you're just, you try to, like, blame everybody else to then make you feel better about yourself. And you see that all the time. And it's just kind of like a sad thing. Kind of like, you, know, you don't really have to think like that. You can mm -hmm. actually take accountability of everything and yeah. do something. But it's a, it, a, a lot of people, like, they, they never had to. Mm. You know what I mean? They got by by just, you know, doing that. Maybe pointing the finger when they were a kid helped get the heat off of them when they were in trouble or when, when things pointed back to them. Mm. You know what I'm saying? So, like, and it carries on into their adulthood and their jobs that they're working today. Yeah. Like, what do you think about people that are role players? Like, they're good at the hard skills. Like, they know how to do one thing or two things, maybe five things very well. But they're in a leadership position, but they're not leaders. Like, how do you feel when you see somebody that is supposed to lead by example, but is always taking shortcuts, but, but is in the position of a leader? Like, I don't know what comes to mind when you think about that. I think being in that position, that position of power and not leading by example kind of takes away your credibility and like who you are and how you are in that role. Because if you're not stepping up to the plate and you're not being accountable and you're not showing others the right way to go, what are you really doing at the end of the day? You know, you're just at the end of the day, you're just in a place of power. You're not making any impact. You're not doing anything of value, you know. You're just collecting a check at that point. Mm -hmm. That's the one thing you see over there. Like, at, you know, I think you see in sports and you see, people are just content. Like, mm -hmm. I, I think you should. Nah, I don't know if it's content. People are comfortable. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like, I don't know. Like, for me, I always feel like I'm never satisfied, which is like a care. You got to be careful with that, too. It's like um, sometimes I'd be surprised when I see other people that are very. Uh, comfortable and they try to stay in that little box. But then them doing that also kind of they try to keep other people in boxes, too. Mm -hmm. When they like limited my mindset, like a fixed mindset, you start to see that in people that just are 
within themselves that, oh, I am who I am and I know what I know and I'm right and, and you're wrong and I have this, you know, certificate of this college diploma, so that means I'm better than you. Mm-hmm. And I, I never feel that because I know it's just a piece of paper. Like, you have to apply the knowledge, though. So, mm-hmm. like, my thing is, yeah, you can know all this shit. Yeah, you you pass through all these classes and stuff. Yeah, that's great. I think that's a great thing. But are you applying everything that you've learned? Like, if you got a diploma for this, but yeah, you're working at this level that I could get to, and that's my next step, mm-hmm. I mean, that says a lot. Like, you know, I got myself in this position just by being myself. I don't got no college diploma. All I, I mean, thank God I have a high school diploma. But one thing I have, too, is, like, like re, uh, just, like, a relent, relentlessness of uh, learning and trying to, like, you know, I'm a natural self-learner, self-made, like, create myself to then, you know, work through whatever I'm going through to then communicate better or think better. And you see other people that are just stuck in their ways and they mm-hmm. think that just because they have this that – they're better than certain people. And I think that sucks because it's only a matter of time until I surpass you in the eyes of you. Mm-hmm. I'm not thinking about you. I'm not thinking about surpassing you, mm-hmm. but you do. Cause I'm just in competition with myself. You're in competition with everybody else. And that's a dangerous game that you can have that. You can win that first place every time. Yeah, mm-hmm. facts. That's, that's a, that's a, that's a hard one, a hard pill to swallow for somebody else. Maybe that they've like, oh, I spent all these years at college, yada yada, but you're standing on all ten toes, and you're you're standing up and being that leader, being in that role of power, position of power, and you're encouraging people. You're doing your job to the best of your ability. You're not pointing fingers. You're taking accountability. That speaks volumes versus somebody, you know oh, this department's not doing their job, so I can't do my job effectively, and you're complaining all the time. And it's just like nobody wants to – how are you going to be led by somebody that can't even lead themselves? You know what I'm saying? So, um, you know, that's that's a hard pill to swallow for somebody else. You feel what I'm saying? Yeah. You know, for you, like, what do you think about people when when they say – do you think people that are not self-motivated that they could actually help motivate other people? I mean, I can't give a direct answer because I don't, I don't know. It might, it might be, you know, there's like, like there's some coaches out there that are overweight, don't lift, don't do anything, but they can motivate the shit, the hell out of a team mm-hmm. that can, you know, possibly be good or motivate their kids or motivate anyone. Like even someone that that maybe didn't accomplish their goals, they can motivate their kids to accomplish their goals and reach the next level or play sports or get a degree. You know, so I, I guess you could say you could say they can motivate somebody, but if somebody is ambitious already and you know genuinely pursuing their dreams and are meeting have met their goals and and continue to grow and they rub off on somebody or motivate or inspire somebody else i feel like they can inspire somebody at a faster at a faster pace Mm -hmm. you know what i'm saying so like i know me personally getting advice from somebody who maybe hasn't done as much or maybe hasn't 
played like say somebody's giving me advice on football and they've never played they've never played in high school they played pop warner mm-hmm. i'm sorry i'm not taking your advice mm-hmm. you know what i'm saying yeah. or like you know i think you can say high school level too right ain't that fair to say yeah even high school level yeah you know what i mean like i can't really i can't take your advice bro mm-hmm. like oh you should do this because of this it's like bro I, I I would respect it more. If somebody was, if I ran into to Charles Woodson and he gave me advice, hmm. you see the difference? Like, I can I can look at him and be like, okay, I can see through his actions when he was in that position and see all the, all the things that he did. He's one of the greats. Like, he grinded, busted his ass to accomplish his goals. I can take in that information and that can motivate me and push me farther mm-hmm. than I already put like pushing myself. Yeah. You feel what I'm saying? It's just harder to to get it. For me personally, it's mm-hmm. harder to get that from somebody else that didn't meet the their goals, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Damn, man, when you think about um cuz you know how you just you came off of IR. Mm. Had a I think a, I mean a, a pretty good game. Obviously, it's always like things you can improve within yourself that you know more than anybody else. But before you got the call that you were going to play the next game, were you struggling with anything, like, within your mind during that time when you were on IR and maybe you weren't – you couldn't play, you were practicing? Like, was there any thoughts that you were kind of working through? And how did you get through it? So when I'm dealing with stuff like this, like, this is stuff that I've dealt with in college too. So I, when I'm processing stuff like this, my main thing is staying positive and that everything's gonna ha- everything's happening for a reason. You know, um, one of the thoughts that kept running in my head was, you know, maybe that next game, if I would have played that next game, I would have got hurt and been done for my career. You know, I sat for, you know, five games and, you know, yeah, it sucked. You know, it sucked watching my team lose. It sucked, you know, sitting back and feeling hopeless. But at the same time, I'm still in the gym. I'm still working. I'm still grinding I'm still working on my craft and you know I was like when I do get that call I'm gonna be ready I'm gonna be ready to do whatever they need me to do at any position you know so um you know stand stand on my on my routine stand on my grind I I already I, I never fell off track even when I rolled my ankle when I rolled my ankle and got hurt that practice I literally laid on the ground for about two minutes, got up, started hobbling, jogging, got it spatted, taped real tight, and I went back and finished one-on-ones, finished practice. I'm not going to sit out. I'm sorry. Like, unless I physically, literally cannot walk, I'm not sitting out. So I fit, I didn't miss a single practice from that point. And that was a, a three, four-week period. I didn't miss a single practice. So... And I take pride in what I do and what I'm doing, because at the end of the day, I could be I could be somewhere else, you know what I mean? I could be working a job I don't really I'm not passionate about or don't really like. So, you know, I I internalized everything. I kept a smile on my face, kept grinding because at the end of the day, I'm doing exactly what I love. Mm-hmm. So, um, I know it sounds cliche, but like it, it's real. Like when when you're doing something you're genuinely passionate about, like you find joy in it, regardless of the outcome or what's to come. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like the the process of it is fun to me. I like the feeling of grinding. I like that feeling of of 
having to get over obstacles to get to a certain point because at the end of the day like arena isn't the final goal bro mm -hmm. like yes it's professional but that's not my final goal mm -hmm. so i know like there's this is just a stepping stone mm -hmm. so regardless of what happens like this is just gonna be a better part for it in my stories when i tell it at the end mm -hmm. when i have my book and i and i'm telling people my story and i'm speaking to these teams and i'm speaking to, at seminars and stuff like that it's just gonna be that much better mm -hmm. so keeping my head you know keeping my head on straight and having tunnel vision just helped me push through one of the words that you said that i've been thinking about too lately um it's funny how i remember i told you that before we started recording it's like mm -hmm. i had so many things like throughout the days before like in between episodes mm -hmm. i'll have so many um like epiphanies where i'm like oh you know what this is gonna be good like, i have thoughts or conversations i'm like dealing with people and i'm like oh you know what? this is gonna be good for the podcast like mm -hmm. oh i make sure i write it down i try to remember to like type it in on my notes but i forget but one thing that i was definitely looking at and i look back on, when i look back at my life is like adversity mm -hmm. like i i don't know what it is i may say you know a um survival you know instinct like i thrive with adversity like i actually love it even when like i'm struggling and like it's hard to hold myself you know emotionally and you know my mental health and try to keep myself balanced i have all these you know stress going on in my body like there's a reason why everybody's stress is different people don't realize like stress affects different parts of your body comes out different you might get headaches you might get an eye twitch like a, you, you it's like unlimited like uh the what, what stress does to your body and those are the moments where i really thrive when i look back like when all the pressure's on my shoulder like that's what i love that's why i like to take the i you know how you know how um different you got to be to then embrace the role of being a leader for your family and to create the generational wealth and be conscious of that and then putting in the work and still fucking up and still making mistakes but having that weight on your back like i take i embrace that like in this tough time there'll be times i'll be driving in the car and i'll start crying just to just let it loose I like but it won't be like i won't be crying because i'm sad i'll be crying because like either i'm proud of myself or maybe a thought lingers in like a fear of you know me achieving all the things that i want and maybe that family member isn't there to enjoy it because you know life is life so people pass away you know you know everything's on god's time and for a reason i think when people pass away it's a message too within you if somebody else passes away close to you there's a message there when somebody passes in a good way and that that's my one fear it's like you know like uh drake said in a song like i'm afraid that i'm gonna die before i get where i'm going and that's like one of my fears i'll have sometimes it's like shit man like i know it's inevitable like, i have like ridiculous amount of confidence that i'm gonna get everything i desire everything i think about my uh wallpaper screen on my phone with the house and the water fountain that i want with the gates like i think there's no doubt that i'm gonna get it do i know when no but i'm not really focused on that no more i used to like you know in five years ten years but then that five years goes by and you still ain't got shit so it's kind of like fuck you gotta just hammer down day by day and build be positive but it's Especially through the adversity. Like, I don't know if you've seen, I have posted on my Instagram. It was a, it was like a image. It was like a graph and it showed like, um, 
it was like very small like increments and then it starts to build 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 but the first like six increments that were very small it was saying um i don't think this is gonna work i don't know if this is gonna work and then right before you think maybe i should quit i don't know if this is it if you were to go on and try for another 365 days or another two years you will get to the increment where like the success starts to come like in uh, fruition like that's why yeah that's why there is a like the saying that goes over a lot of people's head is like you got to stay down until you come up like literally stay down hone in on what you need to do the bigger picture don't focus on the picture though like focus on like right now of what to do to get to that like little goals and you don't even have to um because I'm a, I'm a thinker, so, like, I know what I want, and I manifested it, thinking it, reading it. I'm always, like, my lady can tell you, bro, I, w- I wake up and I listen to Gary Vee. Like, I wake up and, like, <laughs> listen to, like, Denzel Washington and, like, you know, Muhammad Ali and, you know, Malcolm X, you know, Cesar Chavez. Um, like, all these great, like, inspirational people that, you know, I like to be within, like, their ideas and how they carry themselves and what got them to success. I listen to that shit every single day. I believe, like, you are what you listen to. So I try to listen to, like, you know, you know, uh, Jeezy, like, um, was it Nipsey, Larry June, Drake, Russ, even Jack Harlow, um, and, like, other artists that are, like, in, like inspirational. Like, or they have a lot of little things, little baby I like. Like, they have these, like, um, they might not even talk about it in the whole song, but they'll might reference it in a few bars of like you know just trying to be successful you know focus on my own my own grind like i like to listen to that like all day every day because i feel like you manifest it the more you listen to it the more it means to you and the more you want to get to that goal you slowly start to build it in your character like you don't only find yourself you have to create yourself like you don't find yourself until you create yourself so i think um people forget that you know you're not stuck in your own ways only if you choose to like you get to create and define of who you want to be and i think people um never seen that before and maybe it doesn't get talked about like you can if you suck at communication you can be great at communication if you suck at expressing your feelings you can then learn to express your feelings if you have a hard time creating boundaries you can learn to create boundaries if you're uh, an a enabler you can learn to not enable behavior that is toxic and it and it is um, detrimental in your life. Like, you have the choice to create. You just got to put in the work and search and be vulnerable and accept fucking up and make the mistakes and be practical. Like, all the knowledge is just knowledge if you don't use it. So you got to be practical and all the shit that you learn that you read in a book, you have to use it the next day or, like, at the moment when the next conversation comes or the, or the next circumstance where there's confrontation. You got to use the stuff that, you've listened to or read in a book and apply it to then create yourself because i think everybody or not everybody but for me like you know like nipsey hustle said in that one song like you know i forgot what he said but i just know he said something about self-made and i fucking loved it but i think you you know oh yeah yeah, there you go i think it was on a dedication with kendrick lamar he was like self-made meaning i designed myself like and you really have that power and I think people don't know that. Yeah, facts. 
That was a lot. My bad. That was yeah. a lot of ranting. <laughs> that was a lot of ranting. I got emotional. <laughs> I got a little bit no, passionate about good, that. It's all good, bro. It's all good. I really believe in it. It just hurts my heart when I see people struggling. That's yeah. why. Because you don't have to. You mm-hmm. choose to. And you might not know it. That's why. You might not know that there's a way out. And that's what hurts me. Because I'm like, damn, you don't have to suffer like that. Yeah. And that's like the reason why I think um, why I love to speak about certain things, especially that I've worked through. Because I hate seeing people like, you know, be all up in their head too much. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, facts. And <clears throat> a lot of people don't have, like, even a positive good circle to keep them well-grounded, too. That's big. You know what I mean? Someone might be on the path of trying to change themselves, trying to, you know, manifest a better version of themselves. And, you know, the people that they have around them are pulling them down, whether it's, like, a bad relationship, you know, family, toxic family members, toxic friends, like, you you gotta even if even if you have to just completely just get on your own grind for six months and just like separate yourself from everybody that's what you have to do you know what i mean like i'm not saying like i had you know people that were like toxic family members or or stuff like that but at some point i had to get away from everybody even though like no they weren't dragging me down but i had to get in my own like bag so to speak when i when it comes to like rebuilding my my mentality and my foundation like and you know sometimes you're gonna get shaken up sometimes you're gonna you know fall off but instead of making the situation worse be like okay accept what happened you know you know accept those negative thoughts or whatever and you know push them to the side and start grinding and be like okay this is what i want to do this is where i want to be this is how i want to be this is where i want to be in the next six months you know what i'm saying and you know once you start doing that and you know you're pushing towards something or a goal or you're focused in and you're locked in um you can be whoever you want to be you know what i mean like six months can you know determine the next 10 years in your life you know if you put the time and effort towards it Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think people forget, too, is, like, there's so much value in, like, every conversation, every person. You just got to make sure you're choosing the right people around you. Like, we've already said it so many times, but if you hang out with nine broke people, you're going to be the 10th one. Mm-hmm. You hang out with, with nine irrational, over-emotional people, you're going to be the 10th one. Like, you have to be very, like, conscious of your surroundings because you are who you hang out with. I forgot who was it that said, um, show me your friends. And I'll show you your future. Oh, I know his name. Somebody said that. I know. I know who you're talking about too. I seen the TikTok on him. Mm-hmm. Um, it was a. It was a. It was a pastor, I think. Yeah. It was uh, the, the black dude. Uh, yeah, Louis, Louis Brown. I don't know. I don't know his name. I don't know his name. But but, um, that type of stuff is so true. I just think it goes over people's head because they're so used to. I'm telling you, man. You don't realize how I realize how different I am when I talk to other people that are fixed mindset. Which sometimes it might be my family. So, like, it's so um, bizarre to see that people don't acknowledge that you can create a new habit. People are just stuck in their habits. And sometimes it's very um, it's very sad to see because if you're somebody like me that's like an empath, like an empath is somebody that's oversensitive, to other people's energy and their emotions. So if you're sad, I know you're sad and I could feel it. Like I could literally feel it and it'll start to almost rub off on me. Mm-hmm. So I got to be careful to like 
put that wall not as in like you're not having uh sympathy but i gotta make sure that i'm just having empathy and not um maybe connecting my energy to you so then i respond to you in a way that's almost the same frequency that you are if you're either anxious or nervous or sad i can't then absorb that energy because it will it will affect me like my family like when they're going through stuff that hurts me the most like and i feel it to my core like my worst nightmare is like one of them like passing away tragically but i've learned to accept death but that's a fear you know like that would like rock my world would it be the end of it no but it is like a fear so you know i have to put like that block like an energy block like i can't accept i don't care what they're going through i just can't let it affect me because then i'm not gonna be able to help them as the best i could because there's times where i would take weeks and months away from my family because i didn't know it was a thing that you absorb their energy so i had to learn how to like you know try to create a barrier behind it and try to be logical and you start to see like people are just so consumed with like validation and fear of making a mistake because it was school or their family when they were growing up was taught like and they're scared to branch out and try and take risks like you really you only hear if you live long enough 100 years and that's such a small amount of time in the universe and i feel like you only got one shot at this in this physical body so for me it's like why the fuck would i give a fuck what anybody thinks like i care about what i think and i critique myself the most and i'll speak it openly like with you like how i say like i feel like i'm talking too long sometimes mm -hmm. i'm ranting but i don't even know what the definition of a rant is but i'm just passionate about what i'm talking about because i'm living through it and i've been through it and i think that's what um you start to see we, we're starting to see it with the podcast like on social media and stuff you start to see the connections that we're building with people with what mm -hmm. we talk about because either what we're speaking about you've gone through you're going through you might go through it in the future or you know somebody that is going through that so i think um our the stuff that we talk about connects with an infinite amount of people because we're all going through something we're all getting tested at a certain moment either patience validation fear judgment acceptance um goals ambitions like we're all testing ourselves and you forget to realize every time you talk to somebody and they give their opinion their opinion is based on their experiences and their perception of those experiences so they're speaking to you as if they were talking to their them their younger self or they're speaking to you as they talk to themselves in their heads so i think you have to realize that everybody's in their own game and you have to play yours and design and create yours and be aware that people are just you know um just given their perception of things and you have to create what you want in life and stick to that and 10 toes down and make sure that um you don't sway off the path maybe a little bit too much or you sway all the way off so i think you just have to be conscious and aware of where you're trying to go and then just put in the work mm -hmm. gotta put in that work gotta grind mm -hmm. regardless but um I think that's going to wrap it up for this episode, man. Uh, you know, we appreciate you guys for uh, supporting us and tapping in with us. Got anything for them, Wanavelli? Um, damn, you never, you never did this before. <laughs> <laughs> damn, I did not expect that. I was expecting you to, like, to coast off. I'm, I'm just going to smile. Coast off the camera. <laughs>
<laughs> I don't know. I just want to say um, I definitely appreciate everybody. And, you know, without B-Dab, for me, this probably wouldn't have happened. So I, I owe you everything, like, for, like, what we're doing. Like, you help elevate me and, like, bring out um, some of the things I'm working through. I mean, we talk about this even off the camera, mm-hmm. but I think to have it on camera and to see the connections it builds with people, like, the feedback that we get, I think it just um, it shows that we're doing something. Mm-hmm. And we're not trying to tell you how to think. I'm not trying to we're not trying to tell you, you know, how you should approach life and stuff like that. We're just trying to show that there's a different perspective that you can have and to hone in on being your true self. And that means finding yourself by creating the life that you want. So I think that's the way I'll end it right there. Yeah. Facts. Facts. Well, we'll see you guys next time on Self Revelations. Sheesh. Sheesh.